Chapter Fourteen of *The Burning Secret* by Stefan Schweig. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fourteen: Darkness and Confusion. When the train pulled into the station at Baines, the street lamps were already lit, and though the station was bright with its red and white-green signals, Edgar unexpectedly felt a dread of the approaching night. In the daytime he would still have been confident, people would have been thronging the streets, and you could sit down on a bench and rest, or look into the shop windows. But how would he be able to stand it when the people had all withdrawn into their homes and gone to bed for a night's peaceful sleep? while he, conscious of wrongdoing, wandered about alone in a strange city. Just to have a roof over his head, not to spend another moment under the open heavens! That was his one distinct feeling. He hurried along the familiar way without looking to right or left, until he reached his grandmother's villa. It was on a beautiful broad avenue, placed not free to the gaze of passers-by, but behind the vines and shrubbery and ivy of a well-kept garden, a gleam behind a cloud of green, a white, old-fashioned, friendly house. Edgar peeped through the iron grill like a stranger. No sound came from within, and the windows were closed. Evidently the family and guests were in the garden behind the house. Edgar was about to pull the doorbell when something odd occurred. Suddenly the thing that only a few hours before had seemed quite natural to him had now become impossible. How was he to go into the house, how meet his grandmother and her family, how endure all the questions they would besiege him with, and how answer them? How would he be able to bear the looks they would give him when he would tell, as he would be obliged to, that he had run away from his mother? And above all, how would he explain his monstrous deed, which he himself no longer understood? A door in the house slammed, and Edgar, in a sudden panic at being detected, ran off. When he reached the park he paused. It was dark there, and he expected to find it empty, and thought it would be a good place to sit down in, and rest, and at last reflect quietly, and come to some understanding with himself about his fate. He passed through the gateway timidly. A few lamps were burning near the entrance, giving the young leaves on the trees a ghostly gleam of transparent green. But deeper in the park, down the hill, everything lay like a single, black, fermenting mass in the darkness. Edgar, eager to be alone, slipped past the few people who were sitting in the light of the lamps, talking or reading. But even in the deep shadows of the unilluminated pathways it was not quiet. There were low whisperings that seemed to shun the light, sounds mingled with the rustling of the leaves, the scraping of feet, subdued voices, all mingled with a certain voluptuous sighing, groaning sound that seemed to emanate from people and animals and nature, all in a disturbed sleep. It was a restlessness that had something foreboding in it, something sneaking, hidden, puzzling, a sort of subterranean stirring in the wood that was connected, perhaps, with nothing but the spring, yet had a peculiarly alarming effect upon the child. He cowered into a diminutive heap on a bench, and tried to think of what he was to say at home. But his thoughts slipped away from him, as on a slippery surface, before he could grasp his own ideas, and in spite of himself he had to keep listening and listening to the muffled tones, the mystical voices of the darkness. How terrible the darkness was, how bewildering, and yet how mysteriously beautiful! 
were they animals or people or was it merely the ghostly hand of the wind that wove together all this rustling and crackling and whirring he listened it was the wind gently moving the tree-tops no it wasn't it was people now he could see distinctly couples arm in arm who came up from the lighted city to enliven the darkness with their perplexing presence what were they after he could not make out they were not talking to each other because he heard no voices all he could catch was the sound of their tread on the gravel and here and there the sight of their figures moving like shadows past some clear space between the trees always with their arms round each other like his mother and the baron in the moonlight so the great dazzling portentous secret was here too steps approached a subdued laugh edgar for fear of being discovered drew deeper into the dark but the couple now groping their way in the deep gloom had no eyes for him they passed him by closely locked and they stopped only a few feet from his bench they pressed their faces together edgar could not see clearly but he heard a soft groan from the woman and the man stammering mad ardent words a sort of sultry presentiment touched edgar's alarm with a shudder that was sensual and pleasant the couple stayed thus a minute or so, and then the gravel crunched under their tread again, and the sound of their footsteps died away in the darkness. A tremor went through Edgar. His blood whirled hot through his veins, and all of a sudden he felt unbearably alone in this bewildering darkness, and the need came upon him with elemental force for the sound of a friend's voice, an embrace, a bright room, people he loved. The whole perplexing darkness this night seemed to be inside his breast rending it he jumped up to be at home just to be at home anywhere at home in a warm bright room in some relation with people what could happen to him then even if they were to scold and beat him he would not mind all that darkness and the dread of loneliness unconsciously he made his way back to grandmother's villa and found himself standing with the cool doorbell in his hand again now he observed the lighted windows were shining through the foliage and he pictured each room belonging to each window and the people inside this very proximity to familiar beings the comforting sense of being near people who he knew loved him was delightful and if he hesitated it was simply to taste this joy a little longer suddenly a terrified voice behind him shrieked edgar why here he is it was his grandmother's maid. She pounced on him and grabbed his hand. The door was pulled open from within. A dog jumped at Edgar, barking. People came running, and voices of mingled alarm and joy called out. The first to meet Edgar was his grandmother, with outstretched arms, and behind her he thought he must be dreaming. His mother! Tears came to Edgar's eyes and he stood amid this ardent outburst of emotions, quivering and intimidated, undecided what to say or do, and very uncertain of his own feelings. He was not sure whether he was glad or frightened. End of chapter 14